there is a profound profundity to the supposed stupidity of Christ. Mm-hmm. That anytime you look in the Bible and it looks like Jesus is not making sense, mm-hmm. he's doing something very profound. If there's something you can take out of this podcast or this discussion is the fact that his word defies time. Hi everyone. Hey, welcome to another episode of Two Shades Podcast. I'm Amoisi. On it's nice to finally record again. It's been a while. Yes, it has definitely been a while. And it looks like the weather is changing. So And it's spring. <laughs> I'm I'm excited for spring. Like listen. I don't know. I feel like spring my the best seasons are like spring and fall. I don't know. What about you? What yeah, what I like, you like spring and fall. Um I don't the only thing I don't like about spring is the too much rain. But Ah. But then I like the flowers that that sprout out. And, okay, and, I see. And, and I like I like I think I like fall the best because it's it's, it's calm, and I like the way the whole um, leaves change to different colors. And I live in mm-hmm. Colorado, eh? and in Colorado, like in our we have like the mountains and how. Oh, the yeah. is beautiful. So when you are traveling like on a uphill or like on a highland, you can see the different uh, shades of colors for every leaves. And it's I beautiful. See. And I was like, ah, especially when like you have the different type of leaves and then different colors of leaves and the sun is setting. Like, oh, wow. My gosh. Next time I'll take a picture and I'll send it to you. It's <laughs> yeah, <beautiful>. definitely. <laughs> it's I, really I, I love I love the uh the spring and the fall because I have a holy obsession for sweaters and hoodies. So <laughs> I love my sweaters and I love my hoodies. So like these are the best times makes, I get to makes it feel like yeah. a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. There's there's some anointing when I wear a sweater or a hoodie. And like ha- sh- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So like I don't know. I feel like everyone who knows me knows it. I love I love sweater. Like I don't know. I feel like you're always gonna catch me wearing some sort of a sweater or hoodie, even in the summer. Wow. Yeah, like you know, like, you know, back in Ghana when um I think beanies were were thin. I think still beanies are thin, but beanies were thin. Like mm-hmm. Ghana is hot. And then you see people wear like beanies just because they want to be in vogue. Because I've seen people <laughs> in America try wearing beanies and it looks nice. And then when I came here, I realized that. So I was like, huh. So when I came here, I wasn't wearing beanie, but I was like, uh-uh, this weather, I gotta wear beanie. <laughs> so I'm thinking, like, probably if you're in Ghana too, with your obsession for hoodies, you probably uh-huh. wearing, wearing a hoodie when it's like 37 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like like for some people, like beanies, like for me per se, I mean, like the way my head is set up, like beanies and snapbacks don't work quite with me. <laughs> like, but, but yeah, like sweaters and hoodies are my thing. So I, I just love, I just love it. So yeah, I think, I think most people wear now wear clothes for fashion instead of functionality. <laughs> Like how functional? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> like I'm gonna wear it because it's, it's beautiful, it's aesthetically pleasing to the yeah, eye. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I mean, wear. Yeah, and then I'm gonna sweat myself <laughs> in. Like I'll get, I'll get out, I get home, and then I will take off the the hoodie, and it'll be like hundred degrees inside my shirt. <laughs> like, what's the but, point? <laughs> hey, the the fact the fact is the hoodie got worn. That's that's the end of story. Like, oh, wow. and we got to, we, we got to wear the hoodie, and everybody's happy. Like oh, my gosh. 
Well, hey, uh, it's good to catch you guys again. And uh, this week we are talking about being stuck in the middle. Everybody say stuck in the middle. I'm stuck in the middle <laughs> and I don't know what to do. <laughs> okay. So this is get serious. <laughs> okay, so so all right, all right, back 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 to reality. So Stuck in the middle. Odebe, what what motivated this this topic? Stuck in the middle. I don't know. Okay, so some my friend my friend always says that whenever he asks me a question, he's like, "You always start with you don't know. What don't you know?" <laughs> and then you come out and you say something so profound. I was like, like "Well, <laughs> I, actually, I think I think I'm gonna. It looks like for every episode that you've recorded, <laughs> if I ask you a question, the first thing is I don't know, and it, it's it's recorded. It's in every single episode, so." Uh, you guys can go check me out on that, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But like, I just go, that's the default answer. I don't know, but then, then you mm-hmm. say something, it's like, oh, you really did know. <laughs> right. Anyway, yep. I'm going to start again. I don't know. But, okay. <laughs> so one day I was sitting there, I was thinking about it. Like, I was, I was, I was going through, I, I don't know, was I going through anything? I was thinking about like, how many promises that God has given me. Mm-hmm. And then, it's fulfillment. And mm. so I was like, oh, you know how you've been, you, you prayed for something and you got a promise and then you've got the, the direction and the clear vision that, okay, this is my promise to you by God. And then after that, you are so excited and pumped up that, oh, yes, like you go tell Jesus, oh, hey, this is what I want to say. Okay, fine. And then you are so pumped up about God, them, everything. And then, you are thinking that he's just going to do it the next day or the next few minutes or the next few hours. Mm-hmm. And then you are waiting a day pass, a month pass, years pass, and nothing. But he's mm-hmm. giving you a word. And you know his word is absolute. You know he exalts his word above his name. You know that his word doesn't come to him void, but fulfills everything for which it is sent. Mm-hmm. And then yet nothing. And then you are stuck in the middle between the promise and his fulfillment. And you begin to wonder like, did he really say? Like, I mean, it, it struck me. And I know there have been so many people who, are, who have been stuck in the middle or are still stuck in the middle currently. And then, yeah, here just to talk about it. Like, we're going to use some scenarios in, in the word because that's our go-to point. Like, that's our reality, honestly. Nobody's word is, is standing like God's word. So, yeah, we're going to use some realities, to, some realities in the word of God to just show you, like, well, and our experiences as well to just explain stuck in the middle what to do, how to go yeah. about it, what he does. Yeah. I, I, I do agree. I mean, I think a couple of weeks ago, we recorded a, an episode called My Wilderness Journey. Yes. And a, a lot of people resonated with that episode and knew we got a couple of responses and stuff like that and how a lot of people could relate to being in the wilderness. Now, this is is not uh when we're not talking about the same thing obviously mm-hmm. uh and but we feel like there is still something there's still a gap you know there's a difference between being stuck in the wilderness and and being like stuck in the middle you know mm-hmm. what i mean like if you're in a wilderness it's a it's a journey it's a season of life yeah. but but like you but like you uh explained being stuck in the middle is i know what god said yes i see it but then from now till then, and it's like I'm consciously being kept here. You know, a couple of years ago, 
mm-hmm. I I I kind of like uh, so yeah. Always it's all odd. So that we are telling stories today. I'm going to tell a story to. I'm just yeah. <laughs> no, but like we 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 had something that basically like motivated me. And a couple of years ago, I had this incident where like not not to go into so my detail, but I was at a place where I basically felt like I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like I knew where to turn, but then it felt like nothing was budging. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, like in, in, in Mark nine 24, like the father of the boy with the dumb spirit, he said, I believe I help my own belief. Right. Yep. This is, this is like one of the most profound statements that has ever been recorded. Like, because we all battle with, with belief and unbelief. It's like, I know God said this, Mm-hmm. but is it for me like i know god is a healer mm-hmm. but then can he heal this right i know god said there is more but then is it for me mm-hmm. like those kind of questions kept on bouncing back in my head and and like for a while i heard god say do you believe you are not stuck like i had to keep thinking that do you believe that i will get glory out of this do you believe that there is purpose for what feels like a trap Right. And, and this, this, this motivated, you know, like a whole bunch of stuff. And we came up with this concept called like trapped on purpose, where it's like, whenever you are stuck, when it feels like you're stuck in the middle, you are not necessarily stuck, but you're trapped on purpose. Preach. We're not going to go on trapped on purpose today, but I just wanted to set that highlight. I think what, I think that the, the main foundation for, for this talk today is based on the story of Jairus, right? Yeah. In, in Mark five, we see Jairus finds Jesus and Jairus is like, uh, can you come with me to my house and heal my daughter? Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, yeah, sure. I'm going to come with you. Now, the first thing is how exciting it is that when you tell Jesus to do something, he's like, yeah, sure, I'm going to do it. Let's go. Yeah, and 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 not to catch you, but like, you know how uh, maybe you're praying for something and then you get a prophecy or something like, okay, um, like you go to church and then you find that the prophet calls you out of nowhere and then you've been praying and it's like, okay, then you hear the prophet, like the prophet say, okay, <laughs> I see that God says, suppose you're praying about marriage and it's like, I see your husband coming, like your husband is coming and you secretly have been praying, nobody gets to know and then, obviously jesus gets to know your issue through the prophet right. and like, god is like your husband is coming and things like that and you're so excited like you're so excited then one month six months a year no show <laughs> that see that is why i came to the conclusion that if you have a prophecy for me please don't tell me Please don't. Please don't. don't. That, that's so important. They're supposed to build you. They're supposed to encourage yeah, but, you. But but then but then here this is okay. Every like okay, you guys brace for impact. This is one episode that we are now going to be on different pages. So brace for impact. So listen, I I feel I feel like this. I feel like this in my spirit. No, like, we are, no, we are not going there. <laughs> well, okay, let me make let me make one statement and then we're going because I feel like this. I feel like, okay. Fine, I'll stop. We'll yes, talk about it in a different you. episode. We'll talk Let's about it in a different episode. <laughs> but I'm just saying, hey, people, prophecy is good. It's, it's, it's uplifting. It, it, it it's is definitely good. Of God. It's, it's, it's speaking it's, the mind of God, so it's good. It's, de- it's definitely good, but I have some things to say. But I'll say it later. Oh, you have some things to say according to your own sentiment. So. <laughs> See, let's keep moving. So, okay. So, Jairus calls Jesus. Jesus is like, yeah, sure, I'm going to come to your house and... They're on this journey to Jairus's house, and all of a sudden, 
someone cuts in. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I don't like being cut in traffic. Like when someone cuts in front of me, I get, especially when there's so much traffic. And this lady who basically has been battling with the, the Bible calls said, Bible doesn't even name her. Like Jairus gets a name because he's an important person. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's a leader of the synagogue. Mm-hmm. This lady, the Bible even doesn't care to give her a name. Basically calls it the woman with the issue of blood. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> being named by your issue. I'm really sorry for you. <laughs> but like saying but that. again, but again, we're not going to go there today because that's a story for another day. Being named by your issue. But <laughs> This woman cuts off Jairus and mm-hmm. basically the Bible says, one thing that's interesting is there's one line in the Bible that I never understand. The Bible says, and Jesus listens to her whole story. I don't know about you, but no. women can talk. Yeah, we can there, talk. Please, we, please we can tell talk. me. We can, we can, we can talk. <laughs> and especially for someone who has dealt with something for 12 years. I, I, she wasn't has a- story she's come to tell you how when she started at 12 when she started um with her uh, menstrual cycle it all started school. when i was 12 years old yes 12 years probably kidding. like she's 24 25 <laughs> let's hope and then and then she let's just say that maybe started when she started with the menstrual cycle okay so i started with a menstrual cycle and it wasn't so res- uh, consistent and it became irregular and then i was okay 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 first of all f- f- please please p- psa public service announcement no i'm just kidding Go ahead. No, I'm not. I'm not going to be too graphic. <laughs> okay. So let's let's just say we are just assuming he started when she started her menstrual cycle, or is that after some years after she started her menstrual cycle? But prior to the prior to the issue of blood, she had an irregular menstrual cycle. So probably she has to just tell Jesus. She has to start from the basics, and so that Jesus can understand and have a good um picture of what is happening. And then she's like. And so um, I've been to, I've been to many doctors over the years, spent everything and had to pay them, but I've gotten no better. She's gotten no better. She's even got, in fact, she said, the Bible said, in fact, she had gotten worse. So she had to like lament. And then at a point in time, she'll stop and she'll cry. Oh, Jesus, like, you don't know how I've suffered. Then she'll clean her face when we'll console her. That's like an hour gone. <laughs> so, and so, then we'll start so again. Is, but this is what is interesting, that, Throughout all of these descriptions and, you know, giving Jesus vivid details of what her life has been. On the other side, we have Jairus, who is Mm -hmm. standing there watching, who is basically stuck in the middle. Because we're almost at my house. We're just in the middle here. And this person, who I don't know from anywhere, who is basically not even allowed to touch people, Mm -hmm. shows up in the middle of this and has received the very thing I asked you for. Hmm. Like I came to you for healing and now she has received it and you're listening to her whole story while my daughter lays in bed. How would that, like if I was Jairus, I'll probably throw hands. <laughs> I will, I will, I probably will cause to some tantrums. Like she said, what you are doing? There are, there are days where I don't know about you, but like, you know, being stuck in the middle and like you, you, you know that Jesus had your issue and just said he's coming to solve your issue and then in the course of coming to solve your issue you have somebody who just even cuts the line and say mm. oh um i have an issue to jesus as you are, and then jesus stops and then spends his sweet time to solve the other person's issue and she gets worse i, I probably would throw a time just like god i came here first like i think you were fair right. so why right. I, I don't think it's fair to me but 
but, but you know, anytime, anytime, there was, there was one, one, uh, one of my mentors told me that he said, there is a profound profundity to the supposed stupidity of Christ. I'll say that again for those who are taking notes. <laughs> he said, there is a profound profundity to the supposed stupidity of Christ. Mm-hmm. That anytime you look in the Bible and it looks like Jesus is not making sense, mm-hmm. he's doing something very profound. Yeah. Because in this story, like you said, it makes no sense. It's like Jesus is not being fair. But then Jesus is like, you know me as a healer. Mm-hmm. Now I'm about to show me as a resurrector, right? Mm-hmm. So anytime it looks like God is not making sense, it's absolutely, you know, there's something we used to say back in, uh, uh, back growing up that whenever you, you see that God is blessing your neighbor, you have to start thanking God because it means God is in the neighborhood. Yes. God is in the neighborhood. But sometimes I get to understand, you know how go like God is in the neighborhood, God is in the neighborhood. And then it looks like God is <laughs> he has visited on the houses in the neighborhood <laughs> and then miraculously skipped your house. Like, strangely skipped us like god you're blessing everybody in the neighborhood everybody in the neighborhood is being blessed like we're all we all went to jesus Jesus telling us that okay this is the promise or i even went to jesus and then i told my neighbors about it or probably jesus was coming to my house and all of a sudden right. he's blessing people in my neighborhood out so, of my house like, I'm so, like... This, so, so this is a real life story real life story <laughs> but growing up you people used to come and deliver uh bread you know like hot bread in the morning mm-hmm. <laughs> and no, then i miss hot bread trust me <laughs> so this lady used to come and deliver hot bread in the morning right and then like she used to come to house by house in the neighborhood and then one day she was on her way to our house and then one lady called her and says uh let me buy let me buy bread mm-hmm. so she goes to stop at this woman's house mm-hmm. and then she you know she buys the bread and from that woman's house another person called another person called and basically she was supposed to come to our house right but then she go to our house the bread was finished <laughs> Jumping off of Jairus into, you know, this same idea of Jesus making you wait, basically making you be stuck in the middle. Like we see it again in in John 11 when Mm -hmm. um, Mary and Martha send word to Jesus that, you know, Lazarus is dying. So it's like Jesus, the one you love, right, is sick. So, you know, like I expect you to do something. And the Bible Mm -hmm. says that Jesus loved Mary and Martha so much and he loved Lazarus so much. So he waited for two days. <laughs> I love you so much that I'm going to wait. At this point, eh, like, like my heart, I, sometimes, I'm, I, sometimes I, I genuinely, um, like, I like to write letters to God. So I go like, dear God, I really don't think I can keep up with this, this relationship because like, sometimes you hurt me too much. <laughs> <laughs> Like, when I need you to come quickly, you take your sweet time. I think we need to do an episode for you. Like, letters to Jesus. You need to you need to come and read all your letters for us I'm to hear. I'm going to read my letters to Jesus. Like, I mean, I feel like there is, there is you know, this interesting thing about, about God that, you know, like, it's impossible to, I, I guess, uh, wholly comprehend what he does and why he does what he does. That's what you know, makes sometimes. Right. And sometimes you can be so much like stuck in the middle waiting on what God said because you heard what he said. You yeah. know what he meant. And, and, and the funny thing about being stuck in the middle of the sense that he's still with you. He, you can see him. You can. I think when when, Jair, when Jairus went to Jesus to say, come heal my daughter, he mm-hmm. wasn't far away from Jesus. He probably could see mm-hmm. Jesus, still talk to the woman. He probably could right. see Jesus, work with the people. He's right. not out of reach. He's not like... 
go i'm going to come i know even being stuck in the middle some um he did he doesn't leave you everywhere you're stuck in him you can see him you can see him that he's like he's 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 within bridge but right you are still you're still stuck and you want him to hurry up because you can also mm. see the promise but you right. want him to hurry up but he's taking his sweet time and then you feel like the promise is gonna go away at the end so of the so so let me ask you a question though so basically with this idea you can be stuck in the middle for so long even after you've heard what god said and you know what he meant or whatever it is that you try to basically help god with the promise exactly uh, yeah like, i i i know <laughs> i know like you want to help him out yes yeah before 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 this book i know we spoke about something like that with um with um abraham and sarah like you know right. you know, you know he's giving you the promise. So in in Genesis fifteen, like God gave the promise to um Abraham. If you went to Sunday school, you will know this story. But however, I'm just gonna help you out. So in Genesis Please fifteen, <laughs> God promises a son to Abraham. That was seventy five years old. Mm-hmm. So you know how God gives you the promise, and you are pumped up, and you are excited, like yes. Finally, God is just gonna give you the promise, and then you are so excited. So probably he's thinking and. The funny thing about God, I don't know, but I think there are certain times that he tells you the timeline, like, okay, at this day, tomorrow, at this time. You know, when um, Israel was in a famine and then um, the prophets prophesied, like, tomorrow by this time, mm-hmm, the economy right. is going to change. So there are right. times where God gives specific dates and specific times. But there are times when he's like, okay, you know, I'm going to give you a son. He doesn't tell you when. So he does, mm. I'm going to give you a son. Okay. So, and then... Uh, I'm pretty sure when he's like, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants your God got. Like, and Abraham believed the Lord and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. Like, he believed. The way God spoke about it, you will believe it if you are working mm. with him and he has done certain things. And so we come and then, like, he, he does the bend of faith and things like that. And yes. And so we, and, and then, I mean, God showed him the process of how his descendant is going to be. He showed him everything. So, like, he's giving him vivid dreams, experience, spoken to him, like, all within 75 years. Like, he's, and, Edward, and it's like, as the sun was going down, verse 12, Genesis 15, verse 12, it's like, as the sun was going down, Abraham fell into deep sleep, and a terrifying darkness came down over him, and the Lord said to him, you can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in foreign land, and they'll possess the and and where they'll be oppressed as slaves, blah blah blah. Like he's telling him what he's going even going to do with his descendants. So like, so you will believe it. And then, so like, yeah. So seventy five. Okay, seventy six. The clock is ticking. Seventy seven. Eighty. No show. Eighty three. No show. Eighty five. Now Sarah's like, I gotta take matters into my own heart. Right. <laughs> it right. Really look like. He's going to come. And that is where um, you have to be careful. Because, like, being stuck in the middle sometimes causes some sorrows to make us birth Ishmael's. And Ish- I'm not saying Ishmael's, Ishmael's are wonderful, but sometimes they are not, sometimes they may not be the promise. Although God uses every everything, even your situations, for his glory and for your lifting. Hmm. And I'm just saying that sometimes... The Sarahs may not be unbelievers, but maybe people that we are even praying with or believing God for something. So mm. being stuck in the middle can, can, and if you if you are not firm and believe the one who gave you the promise, 
being stuck in the middle can make you produce some issues that God didn't intend. However, we still use it for His purpose. That's crazy. Do you, do you have something? Like- so yeah, you're right. I think I think you know there is there is this um, aspect of humanity that yeah. anytime anytime the supernatural gets involved, mm-hmm. and we have enough patience for the supernatural, but it's 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 a it's on a deadline. It has it has a deadline, right? Yeah. So once we believe on the supernatural for a while and it doesn't show up, eventually it, eventually we start to apply logic. Yeah. Right. Is it is it true that God said? Could it be true that God said? Could it Maybe, be me he was I talking about? Right. Exactly. Did I did I was I was I just dreaming? And most of the things that people say, maybe I was just talking to myself. Or maybe it doesn't mean what it doesn't exactly mean what um he said. Like it doesn't exactly mean maybe he means you know God speaks in parables, so you have to interpret it. And he he we prophesy in part. But you know what God said. And and here and here is where you know all of our uh, uh, um, episodes and our thoughts have all come together. That wherever you are, wherever you you find yourself being stuck in the middle, the people around you matter a lot. Exactly, I, I can't like, emphasize that the people around you matter so much that if they are not in sync with God, and you are not firm or you do not hold His God's word absolute there'll be so many details you would take that would delay the promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the, 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 the advice they are giving you is not necessarily uh, I- I- illogical. It's not, it's not stupid ideas. Yeah. If, if we just hold on a little longer and say that, God, I, 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 I want I'm stuck here. I'm stuck. I can see you. I can see you are not out of reach. However, you are not, my situation is worsening. <clears throat> And you want like Jairus, like he was God. Jesus wasn't out of reach. You probably could see him talk to the woman, mm. but his time, he, he was he was racing against time because his daughter was dying, and then, mm. and then he wanted Jesus to hurry up, come meet the daughter because logically that is what you would do when there's an emergency right. and the um the the emergency services like are be in traffic engineering, we signalize the 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 traffic to be able to make emergency cars go through easily. So maybe this emergency mm-hmm. and the traffic is being red, on red, mm-hmm. it's going to turn green. And then because we are racing against them and time is valuable in that instant. But right. but we have a God that defies time. That mm-hmm. That is not bounded by time. That is not going to say that, hey, I know that you have like two years, so I have to hurry up and put things in place. He's going to come even after two years and still going to give you restoration, give you more than you can. This is this is the That's case great. that Jairus Jairus daughter died. Mm. It, it got worse. Sometimes mm. it's going to get worse. But then I think we have to have the faith to dare to say that even if it gets worse, he's God. He owes everything. He can turn it around. Do you understand? That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's that's good. I think I think this is this is you know I've just been quiet, just taking it all in. I think I I love it. I think you know uh, there's one thing that that I've learned about God all these years. I think it's the fact that uh, one thing I absolutely love about God is that uh, one, He always makes provision for what seems like a trap. Like so, when when God shows up and told, uh, when when Jesus told them to go tell Mary and Martha that, hey, you know what, I hear you, I hear you, but I'm gonna stay here for two days. <laughs> what Jesus said initially was that this sickness is not meant; it's death. So Jesus already spoke a word ahead of Jairus into that tomb. 
But that's a story for another day. We're going to dissect yeah. that another day. But basically, God spoke a word ahead of him. Again, with Jairus, when Jairus says, hey, come to my house and heal my daughter, what did Jesus say? Jesus said, yeah, I'll come with you. So Jesus already spoke that word ahead of him, that yeah. regardless of what happens, regardless of whatever you think will transpire between now and then, I have already made provision for it. Yeah, and, and that brings me to the absolute word of God. Like, he speaks, mm. when when God speaks about a situation and he gives you, um, he gives you um, a word about a situation and he doesn't even, in your human mind, show up on time. Mm-hmm. There is no way, that there's a way that the word of God defies time. Like, right. it's, the word the word of god will not submit to time but time will submit to the word of god that's good there were times when i'm like okay no i didn't think i heard from god like there were times i wanted to 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 take details mm. and 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 break up my own ishmael and things like that right. i'm not saying ishmael were wrong i mean he can he uses ishmael like when ishmael when ishmael was born it was through ishmael that um joseph went to egypt because joseph right. was sold to the ishmaelites and then before we know we have the 12 tribes of um, israel and things like that so ishmaels are good but some but let's just get to understand that ishmael is not the promise so yes if you there are times when i'm like god I, I don't think i can i can wait for the quote-unquote isaac like i probably think that maybe it's Ishmael that you wanted me to have, not Isaac. You probably made a mistake. He's absolutely, he, he means no words. So I was like, okay. Then he gives me a dream. It's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to give you another dream. And, 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 and it's okay to go back to him and say, God, just confirm your word again to me. Like confirm your word again to me. And then believe and hold on to it. It might take time, but I want you to understand that, that if there's something you can take out of this podcast or this discussion is the fact that his word defies time. His word is but sees time. Time will That's submit great. to his word. I'm I'm actually being encouraged and ministering to myself to hear because I'm I'm mm. beginning to understand that I've been stuck in the middle sucks, yes. But as long as he's giving you his word, time will submit to his word. That's it. That's awesome. Hey, it's it's been a uh, a powerful discussion. I I have loved every minute of it, you know. I think uh, for if you think you have, and I think a, a lot of word of encouragement for somebody who has, you know, been been stuck in the middle for a while, and maybe in your case, you actually have, uh, basically conceived a couple of Ishmaels. You know, you've you've tried to help God out. One thing I love about God is that He's able to protect you in your own mess that you got yourself into, yeah. and then use it for His glory. I like so the. I it's like not the, I like over. The, uh-huh. I like the verse that says, "My ever present time in time, my ever present help in time of need." He didn't say, right. he didn't say the type of need. He didn't say the need that a lord, I, I, somebody brought on me in time of need. Whether you brought the need to yourself, whether somebody brought the need to you, whether situations brought the need to you, whether ancestral cares brought the need, as long as it's a need, he's your ever present help. So that's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> hey, so we've loved uh, hanging out with you, and listen. As always, let us let us hear your thoughts. Let us hear your your comments. What do you think about uh, being stuck in the middle? I know it's not a, a fun place to be, but <laughs> listen, some of us have been there, are there, and will be there. So <laughs> uh, let us know. Let us know your thoughts. And hey, if you want to join us on one of our discussions, just shoot us an email. Uh, I think I think we should we should actually put the the email out there. I think it's 
two shades podcast at gmail.com gmail. is that right did i get that right yeah good so send right. us an email if you want to jump on one of our episodes with us you know we've had a lot of discussion and you guys have been you know hollering at us yeah. and we love it so and, th- and thank you all for listening you. like thank you all for listening and sharing because like we started this podcast um telling god that hey we're gonna speak you're gonna speak your word your your true word and and then it's been a blessing because i get i get i get i get dms that say that you don't know how much i needed it and and right it makes it makes it makes us feel like oh then god is in, god god is really in this so if it blesses you share with somebody share with other people it's, it might just be a word that god wants to speak to that person who wants to give up who's stuck in the middle and wants to like give up on god and say god i'm done like just share it to somebody so that in all it's together we build the body so thank you so much for listening Awesome, Odebia. Thank you very much for this discussion. <laughs> and everyone listening, thank you. And we'll see you in the next episode. See ya. See ya. So then, <laughs> peace out. <Bye. laughs>